This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and social media are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. to Nothing Nothing Happens happens in a Small Town. So this episode is our 20th. Oh my gosh. 20 episodes. Why aren't we drinking champagne? I mean, we should. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just got a bottle of water over here. (laughs) Same. I know. We're dorks. Well, you know, maybe for like our 50th, we should do definitely something special we, we should treat it like you do like wedding anniversaries yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait no maybe not yeah because <laughs> uh, who knows when I mean, we started this just kind of a little bit for fun for ourselves and i just remember one day we're at work chatting back and forth and you're like mm-hmm. we need to do a podcast i'm like okay let me make sure work's cool with that first because i'm just like sure i'm along for the ride yeah because we both have this l- love of watching and reading up on murder mysteries and yes you know it's bad that i have to caveat of course that 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 i watch tv shows about murder but my husband calls it my murder porn it's like no 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 (laughs) it truly is not porn i don't this is my version yes of, you know, if I, there's nothing else on TV, let's go throw on one of the stations. Oxygen. Mm-hmm. ID. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And I mean, I've always had a love. I mean, I write murder mysteries. Right. I love anything murder. It just it, it fascinates me. And well, it's the it's the human condition. Yes. What the heck, man? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's like. I, I'm always interested in, like, okay, why did somebody do some of right. this crazy-ass stuff? And then... What makes a person do these things? I mean, right. I grew up with... Thankfully, I didn't um, actually deal with a lot of physical abuse, mm-hmm. but there was physical abuse in my household as a child and mental abuse and just growing up poor and a lot of the stuff you deal with. Yeah. So... It's always fascinated me when people treat others poorly. Yeah. Why do they do that? For right. what reason? What goes through people's brains? And some people are sociopaths and psychopaths. and For sure. <laughs> and you're just like, why would... Or they're from a sociopathic a- aspect slash if somebody's a narcissist, when they're the people they dislike aren't doing well, the the level of like glee. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of that firsthand where you're just like, mm-hmm. why does this make you happy? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I'm going to say, you know, I, I love looking into this stuff, but I also it's, don't like love that it happens right I mean, it's that whole course, it's just it's more the you being know. repulsed by it but also seriously wanting to know why it's kind of like watching yeah. the train wreck yes um but at the same time wanting to go just beyond lurking 
what the heck right yeah that's why last last episode was so so awful for us because i'm like no news yes why is there nothing yeah and i i am interested in that one especially because it's like why was there a gag order i mean that doesn't happen that often that doesn't eventually get lifted right so it's really odd that that's still kind of ongoing. And you and wonder. I know yeah. some people were a little disappointed in the last episode just because there wasn't details. And yeah. I understand that because I was disappointed too. But you yeah, know, it's one of those. Time, you can't, We thought about it. And it's like, do we run it and right. see if we get some updates? And that's kind of what we were hoping for. It's like, you know, maybe somebody listens to us and they can act. They actually they can fill in some, some blanks. Details, yeah. Or you, you do wonder, I mean, again, we're fledgling here. Some people who do podcasts get really well known. Yeah. And maybe somewhere along the line are having said that little bit will push somebody somewhere mm-hmm. who has more pull than the two of us do. Right. And can actually do like a jailhouse interview and or um, talk to the um sheriff involved and what have you and actually pull out some more details and you know maybe someday maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe it would be we 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 get well known enough that we can start you know actually going to some of these locations and you know getting more in you know investigative and that would be really cool i would love that so if you pushed back recently about going to uh, into the crownsville because we did ask. Yeah, we did got, ask. And got and told got no. no. And I'm not sure how to, like, push for anything further just because I understand it's unsafe. Right. You know, so I think that's their biggest concern. But it's like, okay, but is there, like, but somebody who could take yeah. us or... Even and they're just, really building up over there. I don't yeah. know if you've been past recently. I yeah. just drove past um, the other day, like last weekend. I drove past and I was like, oh my, um, the, is it Chrysalis House? Yes. The one that looks like a butterfly. Yes. Um, that's, uh, they're expanding that building Yeah. really like a ton. It's going to be like four times the size as it currently is. Right. And that's on the property. Right. And they've got the training facility there that's for um, police. And you're like, is, right. is there something we can do? I know. Any local listeners have any ends that we yeah. can try to figure out? <laughs> no kidding. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually drove by recently for, I drove past on my way to another tattoo appointment. So Yeah, I went down to the, the guild. Yeah, member of a lapidary guild. I went down. That's the pictures I showed you the other day were my hair after four hours and humidity. (laughs) Tight little spirals. And I do not have curly hair. (laughs) My my dad did. But yeah, my hair. I should have taken a picture after I pulled my hair out of the ponytail, too. I looked like my hair was out to here like Sideshow Bob. It's like, wow. I didn't think my straight hair would do that. Okie dokie then. Wow. But anyhow, since we were talking about our first episode, kind of, sort of, yes, this one harkens back to the whole Tabitha Pollock and Jamie Sue issue. It's mm-hmm. another mother found guilty of murder when her boyfriend is the one who actually was the one who killed the child. Right. So, um, getting into it, this happened in Norman, Oklahoma, and this is a little bigger than a small town, maybe, um, 
we still haven't figured out exactly what a small town is because it's funny it actually asked that and when i was looking up norman oklahoma on wikipedia yes it was like in the google list it was like is norman oklahoma small town and rather than saying yes or no it says well it's the third largest city in oklahoma that's not saying a lot though because it's only 120 well depending I found 128 for 2020. Although this is the other funny thing that I found that the smallest things make me giggle a little bit. Yeah. Like in the Wikipedia entry, it says as of 2020, it was, oh wait, where was that? It's uh, considered to be um, 128,026 people as of the 2020 census. But then when they list out their like bulletized, it says that as of 2020, it was 124,086. And you're like, so which is it? <laughs> <laughs> you would think the same source would use the same number. Yeah. For the same year. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and speaking of 2020, it actually happened New Year's, Year's Day. Day 2020. And... So this was recent. This was very recent. And we um, tend to not go with too recent because we're concerned about getting in the way of um, police work. Right. We do not want to be considered um, obstructionist of any way, sh- shape, or form. But this has already gone through the first round of trial. Right. Yes. So Rebecca Hogue is a single mother. She's 28 years old at the time, um, and she was working at a casino. It's called the Riverwind Casino as a cocktail waitress. Um, Her son is Jeremiah, and they called him Ryder. Um, And he is... uh, I gotta... (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of I should have rearranged this a little bit right. better but he's two years old yeah he was um, a very young boy young little boy and his father went to jail in 2019 so kind of I watched a documentary on this and you know she's she's a young woman um the man that she was with you know she thought they were well she had always she'd been kind of a um, bad guy magnet, if you will. I can't yeah. come up with the right words here. Mm-hmm. She'd seemed to always date, and this was true of pa- Tabitha too. Remember, she was right. like, finally, I came across a guy that my family thought I was turning over a new leaf. Right. He was very nice. Yeah. Everything was going well until it wasn't. Well, and when she was talking about her life and kind of, you know, she was searching for her soulmate, for somebody who was going to be there in her life and you know after a string of bad relationships yeah he he really did not want to be involved and you know and then he was in jail jail anyway yeah i mean it just wasn't and i think he was abusive and you know it was just she wasn't real happy and And yeah and it seemed that there was no um I i don't remember seeing anything where past relationships had been abusive to her son but they had definitely been abusive to to her her. definitely to her and so she met christopher trent online and he seemed like the good guy even her friends were all like oh my gosh yes this guy is a good guy you finally got yourself the right catch and um and he he was very you know attentive to her he loved her son he said he would adopt jeremiah he seemed like he was checking all the boxes 
Um, but, you know, as things kind of progress, there are signs of abuse. And it's, you know, little things. It's like a bruise here or there, which I'm sorry, but a little boy, little boys are rambunctious. They, you know, you never know. Right. You know, well, kind of thing, children, so. I mean... Geez, how many children have split their chin open on a coffee table? Oh, yeah. How many children have, I mean, just, you know, fill in the blank, fallen down, scraped a knee. Right. I think all of us end up with some scar on our chin, scars on our knees. Yeah. I don't know exactly what his where his bruises were, but they were all much like the Tabitha situation explained away. Yes. And he... He would seem to be one of these people who was very charming and he could twist things. And having been in a relationship similar <laughs> to that, I know exactly how that can go. Um, so 9 p.m. the night of New Year's Eve, she did a vi video call with the two of them. Um, I actually saw the video call. They both looked happy. There were no signs of anything going on. Uh, she worked a 12-hour shift and came home at 3 a.m. At that time, she crawled into bed with the two of them. She kissed her son, and she went to sleep. Um, so, dark room. It's not like she, you know, gave them both a long, long look before she went to sleep. Right. I mean, it's she was early morning. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, she's working on her feet all night. <laughs> working on New Year's Eve at In a casino. casino. I'm thinking she had a really rough night. Oh, yeah. Even if she had made great tips and all the other fun stuff, that is a lot of work. It is. It is. And so she woke up uh, somewhere around 11 a.m. is kind of the timeline I mean, that sounds I about right. Hey. And she rolled over and her son wasn't moving and he was cold. Well, he so, was even still in bed at 11. Yeah. You would have expected him to be up breakfast. That was totally not normal for him. He's usually up running around and his breathing was really shallow. So she dials 911 and Christopher's not there. He He's not answering his phone. She's trying to get a hold of him after... I am sure she is freaking the hell out. Oh, yeah. Big time. Very much so. Um... So he's he's just not not anywhere to be found, and um, so four days later, well, let me let me back up. Okay, okay, so she goes to the hospital, you know, with her son, and they come out and they say he's he, gone. He's gone. He he he's dead. Um, so there was significant abuse and. Physical trauma seen by the paramedics. Uh, yeah. One thing that they mentioned was there was a hole in the wall in the master bedroom sure. that and they it, noticed. Yeah, and, and it, it looked had like some hair, hair in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he had bruises and other injuries to his face, his head, and serious injuries on his back. And they ruled his death by blunt force trauma. Yes. Um, so she didn't really, you know think anything of the bruises that had been seen before this whole incident happened um and she did notice things though and she did start searching um about 12 days beforehand for signs of child abuse yes and that's and that's eventually that's just what kills us all but at the same time here you have a person who's only ever had physically abusive boyfriends right 
everything seems great, but she's starting to feel that inkling of a, is something it though? Something isn't right. Something's not quite right. And, you know, the one thing she did say that I remember kind of stood out to me was that her son was never afraid of Christopher. He would run to him. He was, you know, and that... Yeah. And you would expect yeah. that if he had been abusing the kid, the kid would be crying, not wanting to be let go to him. Exactly. Starting to do the whiny every time you leave. Yes. Which is, I mean, not to say that's only a sign of abuse, but that is one of the many. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of kids, mom, the the breadwinner leaves, if you will. Whoever leaves mm-hmm. the house for the day is the one that they pine after. Mm-hmm. But if he runs towards the abuser. Hmm. Right. So Christopher's missing and they're searching for him. Um, law well, en- yeah. And law enforcement search her home too. And they see that hole that the paramedics mentioned. Yeah. And there was hair in it. Right. So oh, yeah. he is found four days later and he's hanging from a tree in Wichita mountain wildlife refuge. And it's obviously a suicide. Um, There were messages carved into the tree. Um, One of them said Rebecca is innocent. The other one uh, was to his mom. And it said, I'm sorry, mom. Um, So it's obvious that he did this. Right. He was remorseful. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's definitely the one who killed the kid. Yeah. Oh, yep. And like we said before, Christopher seemed to be gentle with the kid. Mm -hmm. The kid would run to him. Um, Whenever she noticed something, he had a viable explanation, which is something that we noted with Tabitha and uh, Jamie Sue as well, like his parents. And he would have an explanation for everything. Right. And, you know, she she did look at this information online about signs of child abuse and the boxes weren't checking it's like they they're she's not seeing that this is child abuse right because she wasn't seeing the signs of he her child was not running away from the man who was potentially hurting him right and the the bruises are explainable it's not (laughs) it's like what was it there was some episode of um a tv show i watched and they uh, it's like a father of a teenage person is like, oh my gosh, you might be on drugs this and the, and the other. It's like, dad, you know I'm not. Am I sick right now? Yeah, I've got a cold. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> But it's the whole thing, being able to try to explain it one way or the other. And I can totally get not wanting it to be true. Right. But at the same time, because you can take any information and kind of sort of sway it your way. Right. And you can sit there and go, well, he's not doing that. Yeah. He's not doing that either. Right. So, okay. When it comes to fun facts, do we want to start with the town or do we want to start with casinos? Because I went down a heck of a rabbit hole on casinos. Hmm. Let's start with the town then. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I got a whole slew of stuff on casinos. What can I say? I'm weird. So like I said earlier, um, Norman, Oklahoma is considered the third largest city in Oklahoma. That's not saying a heck of a lot, though, because it's uh, less than 130,000. We'll put it that way. Right. Um, It actually has pretty good unemployment right now. It's only Mm 2.1% as of March of 2022. 
cost of living. So the way they rate cost of living, like what, what is average American cost of living is a hundred cost of living is 89.4. So it's a little cheaper than normal. Um, apparently groceries, sorry, it's pretty much spot on with the rest of the United States at 97.7, whatever. This <laughs> stuff is weird. Costs you a bit though for healthcare, 116. Mm-hmm. Higher than the average. Wow. Housing, 71.2. So here's the thing, though. Oklahoma in general is at 54. So live somewhere slightly outside of Norman, Oklahoma, yeah. and you might be able to catch yourself a pretty decent house at the average. The mean housing cost is 146.6 outside of Norman, and in Norman, it's almost 200, 193. Okay. Yeah. Considering what housing is going for right now here, yeah. that sounds amazing. It really does. Wow. Because, <laughs> yeah, around here, you're like, oh, well, it's less than 700000 <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, and actually, Norman's big, tr- big thing that it's known for, it's home to the National Weather Center. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not. That's it's actually a conglomeration of a numerous state and federal agencies, the Storm Prediction Center, the National Severe Storms Lab, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, and if you're into the movie Twister, the Dor- Dorothy and Toto pop- props from that movie are housed in the National Oceanic and Atmospheric oh. Administration building. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, eh, maybe that's where they got a lot of their research and stuff to do the movie. Sure. Um, weather actually sounds pretty good. Um, I don't know what it has. They didn't mention wind speeds. Because mm-hmm. remember that from Omaha. Mm-hmm. It was like, you might as well just tell me when it isn't windy, okay? Yes. Don't tell me if it's going to be windy today because I already know that. I can just look outside. Right. If you tell me it's calm and I might freak out. Because, <laughs> yeah, we went through, se- we used to always have a flag flying on our house and we went through more flags living in Omaha than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But their normal span of temperature is between 31 and 95 degrees. Okay. Rarely below 17 degrees. Hmm. We've actually seen yeah. below zero here. Yeah. And rarely above 103. Not bad. So that's not too bad. Weather, so typically in a year they get 5.2 inches of snow. Okay. That's not too bad. That's not bad considering. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Omaha was like, what? The year after I left. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The year after I left, Sean sent me pictures of the snowfall. There was a snowstorm that it actually covered our mailbox. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, sucks to be you, honey. Yeah. <laughs> um, precipitation only about eighty point five days a year, and they have two hundred and thirty seven sunny days. Hmm. Average high in July is ninety two point nine. That so, really doesn't sound that bad. Oklahoma, yeah, I mean Oklahoma might be an option there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here going, hmm, decent cost of living, lots of sunny days. Yeah. They didn't mention humidity, though. No. Might have to look into that one. Now, you may be asking, do they have tornadoes, though? Well, of Mm, course they do. Um, They have a registry since 1890. There were actually only 27 tornadoes between 1890 and now on that registration. Wow. I actually expected a lot more. Yeah. And only three, only three, registered as (laughs) EF4s. Those are kind of bad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but otherwise, everything else that I saw were EF zeros and ones. And yeah, yeah we grew up in it. Illinois, and we're just like, 
That's just not a bad. baby. Yeah. <laughs> might might have a few broken branches or something. Yeah. You might have to have a little home damage, but yeah. that's a lot better than lack of home. Yeah. Zero home left. But yeah, um actually the county that is considered the center of Tornado Alley is actually Oklahoma City mm-hmm. County. So, or Oklahoma County, and this is a different county. The, uh, Norman is the county seat of Cleveland County. It's on the southern, okay, middle southern Oklahoma, from what I remember looking at the map. Hmm. Anyhow, and actually, this was something I was sitting there thinking about it. I didn't actually go down this extra little branch. I almost did, but I did since I went so far overboard on the uh, casinos. I decided not to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, I've noticed, you probably have too, the big storms seem to have really shifted further east, though. Yeah, they have. They've been Kentucky, mm-hmm. a lot of Kentucky, a little bit of Indiana and Tennessee mm-hmm. have been the really bad ones in the last couple of years. So you wonder if that's been part of what's going on with global warming and all those other changes yeah. that our tornado line has shifted. I don't that's know. That's true. Stand by. Yeah. Maybe we'll find that out. Well, I mean, even here in Maryland, I know they've had a lot more tornadoes. Yeah, we just had not two in the last storm that was last Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. One in Bowie and one in I can't remember. That was an EF zero though, but I Well, uh, there was that one like what a few months ago that hit Annapolis pretty hard. Yeah. That was that was bad. Yeah, that was really bad. And I know, I mean, going the way back machine, not way, way back, but when I was going through college, when we were over, when we were still in Omaha, one of the, we were supposed to have college one weekend, and I was going through Southern Illinois University on base, and because I was in the military at the time, and we had to skip a weekend because our instructor had to go home to La Plata. Mm. They had a massive one, an EF4 that year. So that was like 2001, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So they had a really big one in La Plata. Yeah. So I can think of this one bank that to me is one of our, my uh, landmarks when we go around, if you skirt around going around uh, Waldorf, you'll come in on six and right there on that corner, there's this huge bank that actually had been completely leveled. Mm. So it's all very new and pretty. Yeah. Because it wasn't there anymore. (laughs) But yeah, tornadoes are freaky things. They are. They are for sure. So, back to the case. It's a great place to live. Watch out for the tornadoes. Yes. Oops, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm hitting my stuff now. Um, So, Rebecca was charged with first degree murder. And this is under Oklahoma's failure to protect law. So, very similar to Illinois and their... I think it was also called failure to protect. I think so it was, yeah. And basically, it requires parents to shield their child from physical harm if they're aware or or should should have have been aware that another adult is abusing the child. So there's a lot with this one where you go, wow, um, if you're the kind of person who might think that a prosecutor oversteps, this one's for you. Yeah. And so... The jury was barred from seeing the carving on the tree. Uh, They were also barred from hearing a recorded conversation between detectives. Basically, the conversation was between Detective Sean Judy and another detective who both felt that there was no way she was responsible. It just just was not possible for her to be. She was a loving mother. She was... 
you know, very cognizant of her son's surroundings. You know, she was not the type of person to stand for her son being abused. Right. And and from what they could see, this extra measure of looking up what the signs of abuse showed that she cared. Yes. That her child had some bruises, but she used that to check the box and say he wasn't being abused. Correct. So, you know, they unfortunately that got twisted in the case right um, when, yeah they're basically saying this is a bullshit click case right literally those words yes bullshit yes um and they said at most they would do an enabling charge but they they and and they did not want to charge her and the da refused the recommendation they just decided nope i'm going to prosecute this woman for Murder murder. in the first. Yeah. That's a slight difference from, just a little bit different from enabling somebody to have access to your child and then kill it. The DA also did not interview a single person before deciding to bring this charge. So this is where, you know, like, this sounds so politically motivated. I I I really think it was. Yeah. In some ways, they were probably like, well, we can't, we can't possibly, you know, let this go. (laughs) Yeah. So something was going on. And I really do believe this is politically motivated, whether the DA was being pushed from their bosses are you okay, Missy? <laughs> so I'm having a little bit of problems with my mouth uh, at the moment. I think I just need to tighten it down a little bit. A little bit. She's sitting her babying her mic, holding it up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking over going, are you okay? So yeah, Let's technical difficulties. <laughs> and then I just drop my paper and this thing is So I will just uh, try to figure out what Melissa is up to. Actually, it, <laughs> I got yeah, it. I'm it, good. It's really coming off there, yeah, dear. You, I see that. Huh. You might just want to hold your microphone. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. This is <laughs> um, okay, this is somewhat entertaining. Yeah. This is what happens when you decide to just um, do this live rather than like take <laughs> clips and stuff. I'm highly entertained over you here. Know, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> And I left my phone on, so let me uh, turn that off, because I just heard my notification. It's funny, because I turned mine off, like, as we were first speaking as well. And, like, usually, I'm the one who'll turn mine off, and you're like, oh, yeah, whoops. Yeah, so... Because I get so many notifications, not really. (laughs) Like, almost never. You know, little technical difficulty, sorry about that. Yeah, Um, so back to the whole political. Um, Right. I can only speculate as to what was the true motiv- motivator for this DA, but right. the fact the DA did not interview anybody just went straight to, oh, nope, we got a, a child who was murdered. His mother should have known better. I'm taking this. Right. And, you know, they, they basically, their argument was, well, she did notice minor unexplained bruises. And she did do a search... About yes. abuse, so she should have known. Right. She knew that. Um, Christopher also had a DUI when Rebecca met him, so of course they're playing on, he's such a bad guy. Well, you know what, Okay, people? a DUI and abuse are completely different things. They are. And Though, I guess he probably drew the line of, well, 
if you are going to drink and drive, you that alcoholics tend to be abusers, so therefore he was an abuser. Right. That that's all I can think of. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's one of those. Yeah, ha, yeah. I don't know. Um, so he never raised his voice or hands to her. He was charming. We've said all this. Yeah, her friends even liked him. You know, I mean, there there were definitely, yeah. But so Christmas Eve, she downloaded a document about the signs of child abuse. We already told you that. You know, um, she also had taken photos of Ryder with bruises 12 days before his murder. You know, again, he's an active boy. He's having bruises. She's cognizant. She's paying attention to her son. To me, that says, hey, she's actually (laughs) doing her due diligence. She's making sure he's okay. Yeah. And she came to the decision he wasn't. Right. Um, Being abused, that is. So the judge also did not allow a domestic violence expert to testify on her behalf. Um, And if you take into account that she says that every boyfriend she's had before was an abuser. Right. And this one wasn't. It could just be that she didn't recognize any signs he was putting forth. And, And it's hard. It's very hard when you've been in an abusive relationship before to to see the signs. I mean, especially when... Somebody can be so charming and so nice and seem like they are a good person and they can turn that charm on, but then behind closed doors, things can twist. Right. And And you won't see the signs at first. Right. Because actually seeing and understanding and noticing somebody gaslighting you is very hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not... In a regular argument can actually be signs can show signs of gaslighting because you use some of the same methodologies if you will like if i were to argue with you you're doing this and your argument back is well you're doing this you could say that's gaslighting yeah um because well it it has the earmarks but the difference being that somebody who's gaslighting you and um like a narcissist is never going to be wrong right (laughs) it's always going to be your fault (laughs) on some level very true it's really tough to break to break into the the nuance and if you've never been in a relationship where there wasn't abuse you can imagine she was probably just thinking it's all in my head. Oh, yeah. So let me go look at the stuff. Let me take pictures of him. Let me do some some research. Research to make sure that we're safe. Right. You know? And who knows? Did she do that before with others and that was the reason she left them? I don't right. know. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it seems like she was really trying there to, to make sure that she and her son were safe. And the poor, the poor lady, she was, because it was high profile, she was kept in solitary confinement. Yes. She only, only out. out, yeah, one hour a day. I mean, that's... That would be such torture. And, you know, one of her comments was, I feel like I'm in so much pain here. It can't be contained in this room. And, I mean, she didn't really, she wasn't able to grieve. And, right. And she says this in the documentary. She's like, I could not grieve. I, I was... I well, was when was she detained? A, was she detained immediately? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. And then okay. she was out on bail for a while, but then they put her back in. So, right. um, she, you know, she she just didn't feel like she could mourn. Um, she was on antidepressants, but, but there was no, no counseling, no, no therapy. No visitors, no, no nothing. Visitors. Yeah. She wasn't able to see anybody. Um, and then the jury found her guilty and they wanted life in prison. And this shows you how un, 
the what the judge decided to do to me sounds like the judge wasn't really convinced yeah and i mean he so he sentenced her to 16 months uh, a month for every year of um his lost childhood lost yeah. childhood uh but it was a life sentence reduced is right. how he did it which i mean well, i think it's re- it's required life is required on a murder one if you find them de- guilty so this yeah. was his way to diminish it right um so basically the rest of her life is going to be on parole um she got three months as time served for the time that she did spend in jail prior to the so sentencing a year and a month after that before. right um, and he told her that she does not deserve to die in prison and she is not a danger to society. He said, you are not a monster. You have value. Um, she told the judge, jurors, and spectators that she would do anything to go back and prevent her son's death. I was so proud of having such a beautiful, strong, smart, healthy child. It's just heartbreaking. It really is. Because, you know, she did not raise the hand to her child. No. She thought she had finally found a man who wanted to adopt him. The child loved him. Yes. And even her friends thought he was a great guy. Oh, man. This stinks. Yeah. (laughs) It really, yeah. It's, It's really tough. I mean... There's more of the power struggle between men and women that really um, I didn't see in what I could find. Like, you know, men tend to still have more power than women, especially Mm -hmm. in relationships. And now that's that's a generalization there. It can be the other direction, but especially a person who is all of her experience has been in um, unhealthy relationships it can be very difficult to decide the what's the power dyma- dynamic, what's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Did she have a little more of an inkling, but she really didn't want it to be that, you know. Right. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. So, <laughs> my no. next little fun fact was... <laughs> into casinos. Rolling into casinos. Well, let's see. Did I just finally catch up and watch the ending of Ozark? Yes. <laughs> Love that show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So many interesting characters. Um, so, where she worked. She worked at the Riverwind Casino. One would think that's a riverboat casino wouldn't they i thought it was absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) it was opened in 2006 um it is the number one gaming location in oklahoma Mm -hmm. it started out with just two restaurants a lounge a food court a 1500 seat theater so they had a whole listing of like on certain years they had certain things happen but really quick so you know it is not on the water it is on indigenous land oh, wow. the chicksaw nation it's the 13th largest tribe in the u.s hmm. just so you know so i'll roll through some of these memorable moments if you will in 2006 mel gibson flew in and hosted a pre-screening of the mooning movie apocalypto oh. did you even watch that i 
don't I know. don't remember seeing it. I, 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 I remember it, but like, I, yeah. I don't know that I've seen it. <laughs> that must have been before Mel kind of went off the deep end there for yeah. a little while. He's coming back, I think. Yeah. Um, 2007, they started uh, organizing blood drives. They've had 36, 30 since then and over 30,000 or 3,000 donations. I'm like, that's not that much, mm-hmm. but it's also Oklahoma. I don't know. It's not the most populous location. Maybe they have a bunch, bunch of people like me who lived in England and can now never give blood. Mad yeah. cow disease. Yeah, Rick's on that list yep. too. <laughs> I'm on that list. Apparently the only way to test if you were exposed is spinal tap. And I will pass on yeah. that. Thank you very much. Um, in 2009, they opened a hotel that has 100 rooms. And they actually have a skywalk between. So you don't have to go outside. I always think of Kiwani Sky. <laughs> you're like it's this tiny town and they have a little skywalk okay whatever people y'all crazy um in 2011 christian kane a hometown hero held a concert i think that's that one there's this he's an actor and a singer and i think he was in this year's um sean and i have watched a lot of golf lately i'm not a big golf person but you know like right now st andrews is going on um and there was a a celebrity golf thing and he looks a lot like aaron Rodgers. oh hmm. which was confusing because aaron Rodgers was also there oh <laughs> <laughs> and they actually um introduced him as aaron Rodgers once like no sorry aaron's hanging out with justin timberlake and patrick mahome over there so anyhow um they held the World Series of Poker in 2012, and a Normanite hmm. won. They've opened um, some new establishments, like the Chips and Ales is apparently a really good place to go to eat there. They started a charity golf um, tournament as well. In 2013, Toby Keith Foundation had a den- denim and diamond auction and dinner and raised a million bucks. That same year, though, is one of the years that there were some crazy tornadoes in the area, 2013. And they held a blood drive for that and donation drop-off site. In 2015, they were nominated for an industry award for the con- in the Country Music Awards because they've hosted a bunch of different country music things in their theater. I can okay. do words. They've added craps and roulette in 2018, and in 2019, they did some weird table game called Blackjack Match, or whatever. But anyhow, beyond that, because I sit here and go, first I was like, okay, it's not on River. What the heck, man? Yeah. So (laughs) I went into, hmm... I remember that when we were in Omaha, the sec- when it was my husband's second time in Omaha, and they finally had riverboat gambling in Iowa, right? Right. Right across the, the bridge. And Sean's like, yeah, I remember when I first was here, you had to drive like so many miles to go to an Indian reservation. I was like, okay, so what happens with all this? I guess in 1988, it was codified in the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act um, that Native American locations um, basically... The states are limited on forbidding gambling because they have their own tribal sovereignty. Mm. Now, I don't know if you realized after Roe v. Wade stuff, the next week, they changed something with regard to tribal sovereignty, too, the Supreme Court. So I'm wondering if any of that's going to change soon. Mm. Anyhow, but as of 2011, because, of course, we can't have recent stuff, 
There were 460 operations by 240 tribes in making $27 billion a year. So essentially, they can run any kind of casino, bingo hall, or other gambling on a reservation, and the states are limited in how they can regulate it. Well, piggybacking on that is how the riverboat gambling stuff started. Because I know you remember, that wasn't a thing until, like... Right. Um, geez, what was that? I'm trying to remember what year we got that in, in Illinois. But anyhow, it doesn't matter. So there are riverboat casinos in Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Missouri, and Mississippi. And the Supreme Court ruled... Um, basically for any state that also legalized any other form of gambling, including the lottery, mm-hmm. they had to allow riverboats. River and the riverboats were seen as a good compromise because then you could allow the income without creating too much social decline because you could only have it in very specific places on That's the river. That's true, yeah. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah. That's that whole, I mean, if you watch Ozark, they talk about all that stuff. That's true, yeah. And you're like, ah, real stuff here. (laughs) So as of 2019, there were 18 states that had land-based casinos. And um, sports betting actually was outlawed until 2018. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've watched a lot of Law & Order or other shows. They talk about, you know, they would roll up the betting locations because it's illegal to bet on sports in the United States. But mm. apparently that's been loosened. Well, and I do re- I, I think I saw something locally where they they have some sort of sports betting set up that yeah. just opened. Yeah, so, here in yeah. Maryland. Yeah. And so this is where I've got a question for you. Did you know there are states that do not have the lottery? No. There are. Which states? states? Guess some of them. This is where oh, Sean didn't boy. get... It took Sean a long time to get any of them, actually. Utah? Good. That's one of them. Um, hmm. One is really surprising. Okay. Uh, Hawaii? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You're really good here. I, I'm not a two. <laughs> I don't know how many, but... Um, hmm. You've got one, two, three, four more. Four more. Okay. I can count. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like something like Vermont or something nope. might. Okay. That's uh, fine. Vermont totally allows the lottery. Okay. If I said one was incredibly, incredibly surprising, what state do you think that is? Uh, California? It's like, where do you think of gambling? Yeah. Oh. Um, Nevada. Nevada, yeah. Does not have a lottery. Really? Really? How? <laughs> I guess it would interfere too much with your gambling of the casinos. I, I guess. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, the others are Alabama, Alaska, and Mississippi. Oh, huh. Okay. Alaska and Hawaii kind of really surprised me, but I didn't. Yeah. It's one of those. Hmm. Utah makes sense. Yeah. Deep South makes sense. Yeah. But it's weird. Mississippi doesn't have a lotto, but they have riverboat gambling. Well, I was gonna say, you know, like Biloxi, Mississippi, yep. is really popular for gambling. I thought they had riverboat gambling before Louisiana. I think they might have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a big deal yeah hmm. huh it's just one of those hey man and now maryland yeah. i mean we didn't have any gambling until Recent. not that long ago yeah it yeah. was in the last few years i think yep and what was funny is they had passed the gaming laws so that laurel park could stay open and instead oh, yeah. yeah yeah we opened national harbor and baltimore yeah so whatever yeah 
yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, and there were a lot of bizarre laws about um, horse racing that were separated out from other sports betting. Hmm. Okay. Because for years, it's been okay to bet on the ponies. Right. But any other type of sport was not, not allowed. Not okay. Hmm. Just so weird. There Who are knows? times, some of these laws, you're just like, why? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I get you shouldn't be, because, you know, like, the Pete Rose and all other stuff, you shouldn't be betting on something and then throwing your game. Yeah. That makes sense. And a horse isn't going to know how to throw the game, but a horse can be doped. Yeah. Pulled up. Yeah. <laughs> so you would think, um, I actually, um, cheating in horse racing is really rampant from yeah. what I understand. I, yeah. They keep I mean, trying new things. They do. Yeah. I mean, you hear about it on the news here and there. I mean, like, I think the, um, one of the winners this season was... Yeah out of a race because of some questions as to whether yep yep. questionable doping um results yeah it was the uh, kentucky derby winner yeah so and their owner is from here in maryland and they've been wanting to push him out of racing for a while because he's Mm. he's shady He's, yes. I was going to say shady, and I'm like, well, to cover my butt, he's been noted as shady. I don't personally know whether he's shady or not. That's just what the news has had to say on numerous occasions. Yeah. And I didn't even name the person. (laughs) Anyhow, but yeah, yeah, so I went down a little bit of a um, rabbit hole with regard to gambling. Because, you know, we we had riverboat gambling Mm -hmm. in a couple places that we've lived, and it's different and you know there were differences about what was allowed kind of like they they noted for this uh oklahoma location this norman oklahoma place they started primarily with just um stupid brain you know the machines okay slot machines slot machines thank you i can do words but they did add others because I was kind of surprised it took them until a couple years ago to add craps and you're like that's pretty standard roulette yeah but I always liked roulette for some reason that one was kind of my even though it's so it's you know it's such a game it's so random but I don't know I like the big pretty wheel Sean loves roulette exactly yeah well when we were in Vegas you know that's what I ended up playing the most was roulette with Sean and yeah the first time we went to Vegas together, Sean and I, um, was with my host sister and her husband. Mm-hmm. And one night he came home because we, we just treat it like you're spending because you know, so many people get stuck in gambling addictions and yeah. stuff. It's like, this is the money we're going to spend on entertainment. Right. But one day he came home with a nice little chunk of change on the and put it down on the, the <laughs> table. And I'm like, woo, he just paid yeah. for our trip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I had brought like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Once that's gone, that's gone." But I yeah. ended up, I ended up walking away with like eighty at the end, which cool. wasn't bad. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean came home with a couple grand one night, and that was just that was very exciting. But me personally, I have such a hard time. Yeah, that's one time when we were going, we were in Kadena of all places. And I wasn't a member of the club, Mm -hmm. but I was sitting there playing with other people and it was nickel slots and I won a couple hundred dollars. And then they were all, oh, you're not a member of the club. And so one of the other ladies like, go home, I'll get your money for you. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. It's like, oh, good gracious rules. Yeah. It's like, I'm here, aren't I? Right. (laughs) Whatever. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. Fun, weird stuff. Yeah. Anyhow, so as usual, we're going to just talk just a little bit about young Mr. Ryder. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot on him, no. but, you know, he had a sense of humor. Uh, he loved cars, dump trucks, and dinosaurs. And I, mean, I love his two little... Years old. Yeah, too. And you wonder, I think his little... His nickname would probably be from a rider like yeah. wagon or something well know. and i don't so i'm gonna um with our episode i'm gonna put up a one of my usual you know posts with the picture but both him i mean his, rebecca is a beautiful woman you know very beautiful young woman and her son is just adorable and you're just like you oh know? it's so sad it really is sad and i believe he was cremated and family has him now but you know it's just and by now she's she's out of prison but you wonder when something like this happens i mean death of a two-year-old little boy he had to have been her life and you know just so sad that he started his life with his father not wanting to have anything to do with them right and you know she's probably just like this is the best thing that ever happened to me fine whatever go away you jerk and yeah yeah and yeah, I mean, such a young person. It's always sad when kids die. You yes. know, I mean, well, we're and you know, when they die from the hands of somebody who should have been caring for them. Right. That's just ugh, it's terrible when children die. Period. Right. But when it just seems like everything's going better. Yeah. Their life is looking up. I don't know what his job was, Christopher's, but yeah. he seemed like, you know, he was a positive guy. Okay, so he had a DUI. Right. One DUI I mean, does not does a not horrible make person you, make. Right. I mean, let's face it. People people drink and drive. It yeah. does happen. And, you know, I mean, you shouldn't do it, but it does happen. Yeah. And <sighs> There's so many worse things that you can do. Oh, heck yeah. Than that. And I mean, durr. sorry, it's just one of those yeah. things. Um, it's really tough for me to, to go with this one. Cause I mean, yes, I had a drunk as a father. So the whole DUI thing, it's like, Ooh, but at the same time, I think most of us who are adults who have, who drink at all have had occasion to realize once you got home, I really shouldn't have driven home that night oh, yeah. and are thankful you didn't do anything and hurt anybody right or get caught or whatever and i can personally say that's very few very little for me because i did have a drunk as a dad and i was in the military where having a dui would be a death sentence basically right not stay in the you wouldn't you wouldn't get to stay in the military yeah it's not a good thing (laughs) right but um yeah it's definitely i mean you know i i think People do make mistakes, but, and who knows what happened with this guy where he, he lost his cool and just, I don't know. I can't imagine what you would do with a two-year-old boy to fling their head into a wall, though. That to me is just, that, that, that picture stays in my brain. I know. And I mean, and there were signs, um, when I watched the documentary, it seemed like, you know, but he was charming. And so he was able to kind of gloss over a lot of, I think those, those big signs that she would normally would have noticed. And it, it really is a difficult thing when you've been in a previous relationship to navigate, um, other people and being, 
sure that you're not in an abusive situation. Again. I mean, I, th- I think that's difficult even for trusting people. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I've been uh, so grateful and thankful of uh, the person that I've shared my life with. And there are times when you're just like, wow, what could happen otherwise? <laughs> And Bless I go to sneeze. <laughs> my goodness. Who needs who needs noses? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but no, it's just uh, yeah. Because we we all have a side of us. As much as we're open, there are things that we keep to ourselves, and oh, you yeah. wonder: Do we all have that little dark something somewhere? Would we all snap if a little boy, a little girl that you know was your own flesh or wasn't? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I, I don't would hope know. not. Of course you hope not. And, you know, I mean, neither of us has kids, you know, and... Nieces and nephews, but no kids. And lots of nieces and nephews. But, yeah, I'll be honest and say that I don't... I don't have a lot of patience when it comes to kids. I'm not great with patience and kids. And I don't... I don't know. We're Um, also set in our ways and... It's totally different when you're the mother of the child and they grow up with you. I do wonder, you know, he was, oh, your kid is great and stuff, but he wasn't a dad either. Yeah. So maybe that was, again, we can sit here and speculate till the cows come home. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it just sucks. I mean. And, you know, you really want to punish him and he took the quote-unquote easy way out by suicide right it's like you wonder if he hadn't died if his pound of flesh would have been enough for the da right (laughs) your stuff you threw on the floor yeah well (laughs) you know i mean it's like i know our little end quote our little end quote (laughs) uh you know it's one of those uh it's time we can wind down now yeah so As always, thank you for listening to Nothing Happens in a Small Town, where things do happen, and small towns are not the quiet, quaint places you think they are. And yes, we're calling this a small town because Oklahoma has very small towns. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's only... (laughs) 128,000 people? That's pretty small. That's pretty small. That's pretty small. Um, so you can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash nothing, nothing happens in a small town. town. Our Instagram username profile is nothing, nothing happens in a small town. town. Our Twitter profile is nothing, nothing happens in a small town at N-H-I-A-S-T. And Facebook is nothing happens in a small town at N-H-I-A-S-T 2021. And Gmail is nothing, nothing happens, happens in a small town, town at gmail.com. So, you know, feel free. You can free. get a hold of us. Yes. Especially if you have information about one of our episodes. That oh, my adds gosh. To them. Yes. So we, we are going to do a follow-up on one of our episodes. Uh, the, the, uh, the, what the heck was he called? Oh, the, ah, oh, crap. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just. Yeah. We're going to do an update We're going to do an update on one of our episodes. And, and we got more information. Yes. Um, but And we might even do a little little family 
interview type of thing right if we can if we can work it it together so yeah so anyhow but yeah make suggestions send us uh, information we're all about that yeah and i'm wondering um, we're thinking about maybe doing a little like here's a recap and if you have anything i don't know just something just there's all these little ideas that are floating around. oh yeah i mean we're going to continue this for as, as long, long as we can <laughs> yep we're as long as we're around which i think we will be for a little while i really hope so <laughs> <laughs> right. well thank you guys again Thanks.